Ashley. Yep, that's me. And me. What are we going to do if the Brooklyn Nets go to the finals and the LA Clippers go to the finals? It's are, not happening. Oh, because you don't believe in the Clippers? Listen, when I moved to LA, I chose the Clippers as my team just to be difficult <laughs> just to be the people around me. <laughs> but I know the Clippers are not going to the finals. The Nets may. But I would say, I'm, 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 listen, I'm riding the Suns train right now. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I like watching them play and okay. I believe in them. Okay. You just feel it in your I heart. I just feel it in my heart. They're your winners. They're my winners. Well, the Nets are my winners. Okay. So okay, maybe so, that's the finals that okay, we need to so see. So fine. Then me and you. And I feel like we need to like put some bets and like battle on this shit. Okay, let's. Okay. But can I tell you why the Nets are the winners anyway? Yeah. Because James Harden is dating sweetie. Sweetie. Wait, I don't know this. Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, I don't know if it's true. But you know I'd be on the blogs. Yes. And what did they say? And I was on a blog today. Yes. And Offset. Offset. Like the tweet. Like the tweet. Let me read you what the tweet said. And it said. <laughs> Listen, first of all. What? What? First of all, That's what? not what I want for her. It says. Tweet. The tweet says, now why the f*** people saying Sweetie and James Harden f*** with each other? An offset. Hit the double tap. Would you like to see with your own eyes? Yeah. So this is our only piece of evidence? It's our only piece of evidence. But the tweet says, why are people saying it? As if it's a lot of other places. Have we we done any of our FBI research? I haven't done any FBI research because... I don't know if I want it to be true. I don't want that for her at all. You don't? No. First of all, James Harden looks like his beard stinks. Oh, my God. I hate you. (laughs) I don't care. Listen, I don't know James. Never smelled his beard. Don't know what he smells like. Maybe you could speak to that. I mean, he plays in my city. I do Uh, know James, and he smells wonderful. Does he? I've never put my face in his beard. Sorry, James. Well, you should think about clipping the beard. You don't say that about Anthony Davis's eyebrows. Well, they're not as long. Yeah, but they're still gross and need to be fixed. No, it's his signature. Thank you. I, you walked me right into exactly the fact that James Harden's beard is his signature. No, James Harden's beard. James Harden's beard is a mask for a weak chin. Uh, Have you seen him without a beard? Yes. It's trash. I actually point is he thinks he looks better with the beard. I think the beard looks like it stinks. And I'm not even suggesting he stinks. I'm saying his beard stinks. Yeah, 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 for sure. I I just feel like 150 million dollar contracts a couple times over. He puts probably hell of product in that beard. Yeah, but after a game, that beard stinks. Just like every time I see an NBA player with dreads, I just know those dreads stink. And maybe this is because I dated a guy with dreads for many years. Wait a second. Have it's you ever stinky. smelled a bad beard? No, but his is so aggressive. It's now I'm actually stink. curious. Do beards stink? I It's hair growing off your face and sweat is dripping into it. And if you don't wash it yeah. properly, yeah, yeah it's going to stink. Just like dreads. It's, Yo, but it's that's just a- growing off two separate okay, sides no, of your face. Because your nose is so close to this 
all of this. Oh, you would that smell if it? it stunk, you would smell it. And it's by your mouth. Yeah, like and the so- fine. I think- it, I'm just suggesting it looks like it stinks. Well, here's the question. And so you know who else's dreads look like they stink? Who's that other guy that plays in the NBA? Um, Jay Crowder. Yeah, stinky dreads. He's dirty. <laughs> He's and a his- dirty. Baby mom goes in on him on Instagram. She and be it's killing him. Amazing. Congratulations. Talk about a boy getting outed on. Yo, she be out in that. We're messy today. We are so messy today. I Listen, know. I got triggered early, so now I just want to talk is. shit. We're being mad messy. But yes, sweetie, we don't like James Harden. For no. Sis, and who we... do we like? Like, if we were going to match make sweetie, who would who would you choose? Knowing she's like a real n- Like, she's like from yeah, Oakland. Like, yeah, she yeah, yeah. No she soft talk- dude. Yeah. Like, Can I tell you how I actually think sweetie would level up? I know nobody's going to believe this, and most of the world would say that she took an L, but in her career, she would take the biggest W. Jack Harlow or like G Easy. If she went from the Bay, if she went white boy rapper, it would the white rapper boyfriend would set Sweetie off. Listen, I'm here for a G Easy Sweetie hookup. Ooh, that would be fire because I love G Easy. Okay, but who else though? Let's okay. Let's really think about this. Also, like I'm not even I'm not even opposed to her dating an athlete. I just don't like James Harden for her. I'm going to roll mean? with an NBA player for her. Let's okay. find a different All right. one. All right. What about, what would be dope, but I think he has a girl. Like, what about like a Damian Lillard? Ooh. Fire. Have you been thinking about this? No, it literally just came off the top I of my you- head. No, I swear to God. I was just like, what's an NBA player that I could match with Sweetie? And then he came, because I think he's like dope. And he's like, you could tell he's sort of like, yeah i think he raps we talked about this he does rap we can't auction this lady's husband off but if I we know. could but i would if au- we could i would auction her husband off we to like sweetie. that yeah i think that was you hit it on the head okay ding james harden's gonna listen to the podcast and hate me because i said his beard stinks these chips are delicious would you like what are they popcorners i White hate cheddar. your healthy lifestyle I'm really not trying to be health healthy. I honestly just like white cheddar snacks, and that's what they had. Like smart food popcorn. Mm-hmm. What other? What else is white cheddar? Smart food popcorn. <laughs> mm. Oh, there's these other little puffs that I really like. Pirates booty. Oh, pirates booty. Um, yeah, your hippies. kids like that. I love hippies. You sound like a bunch of organic snacks. Hippies. They're delicious. Hippies they, are really good. Hippies are like the short sh- flavor. They're short for chippies. Hippies. Well, there's no C. There's no chip in them. It's just no, hip. Yeah, it's not a chip. I think it's a, it's a pea. It's, just, it's a chickpea. Or, like I, I said, it, it sounds like a healthy snack. Well, you know, I'm trying to live a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? While sounds- I drink my Hennessy and ginger. <gasps> It's a mess. Did it break into pieces? It didn't break into pieces. The battery came out, and I'm—I don't know what's gonna happen. And it's still recording. So (laughs) just let it be. You guys, we're tearing it up in here. This is why I can't drink. This is why I can't drink. I don't know how to control my alcohol. I'm feeling it. You are. I'm not. 
I mean, I had two bottles of wine on the plane today. Oh, congratulations. Which that is why I was amazing. so tired at your house. Like, it hit me like, no, this it is it. It hit you like a ton of bricks. That's the it's thing about wine. Wine will hit you when you least expect it. Yeah. And Dad. it'll put you down. There was one girl in elementary school who was really mean to me, and I remember her to this day, and my mom remembers. Like, I would come home from school crying because she would, like, leave me out of stuff. My best friend would, like, try and take my best friend and, like, take her on vacation with her. You know, all the extras. My mom never fed those conversations. Mm-hmm. Honestly, what the conversation I had with Chase in the car today was exactly the conversation. And then all of them listened to her and they went the other way. Well, those oh. are not your friends. Yeah. Period. And that's the lesson you need to learn from that. The earlier that you learn that those are not your friends, the better. Because guess what? A lot of us spend a lot of years with people that weren't our friends. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's an important lesson to learn because I didn't learn it till later in life. And I, I took some real hard falls with friends. <laughs> And now I can see it, but Um, what I will say is that white people from Chicago are a different breed. mm -hmm. I agree. (laughs) My best white friend in college was from Chicago. He was a guy and we were thick as thieves. Oh, let me tell you, the white boys from Chicago, you know how we feel about our white boys. I know. Shout out to PJ who who messaged me. Shout out to Ryan Ryberty, AKA the realist. We had nicknames. I was AKA the finest. (laughs) Yo, the best part is she clowns Charlie. If Charlie was to be like, oh yeah, and my click is the butterfly click. Ashley's like, oh my God, you're so ridiculous. I can't wait to tell her that you were AKA the finest. The finest. T-H-A. The finest. And he was the realist. And we used to... Listen, we were best friends. Oh my God, the finest and the realest. I know. We were just two stoners. We were just two stoners in college, you know, just smoking out of a bong, like living our best life. Oh, it was in college. It wasn't high school. It wasn't high school. It was college. See, Ryan was just a straight up white boy from Chicago. Went back to Chicago. He recently got married to a girl named Ashley. Are you serious? Yeah. She wasn't and the they finest. Had a baby. <laughs> She wasn't the finest. I I didn't say that. She said that. (laughs) Well, actually, I want to share something that happened to me today on Instagram. What? I felt physically attacked by someone's Instagram story. (laughs) Sometimes that happens. You know, when someone, I felt 100% triggered, guys. Like, it triggered me to my core. (laughs) And this is what it said. It said, this is why if I had kids, I wouldn't work. This right here. I would be all about my real job, being a mother and nurturing my family. There's not a lot that'll trigger me, but don't tell me that I'm not a good mom because I go to work or I'm not nurturing my children because I go to work. The thing about being a mother is that I work and then after work, it's more work. I want to be very clear. We don't believe that it's not the real job. Your real job in your life is parenting. 100%. And that's why I stated, started this by saying that I don't take away from a stay-at-home mom because being at home with your kids all day is tough. I'm not trying to take away from that. But in the same breath, don't take away from the women that choose to go out and work and still take care of their kids. Like they're not nurturing or taking care of their children because they choose to work. 
Even as a working woman, you can only imagine the hours that you put in and then thinking about juggling also children on top of that. So I think anyone that works or has a full-time job can understand the perspective of a working mom, even if you don't have kids. I used to do nannying on the weekend and I would go for a weekend. Yeah. And I would have all these big plans to get stuff done while I was nannying that weekend. I'm going to finish a blog. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I would save it for the weekend. Just sure. Lo and behold, I wouldn't be able to get a single Mm -mm. thing done. And I would finish the weekend so frustrated and upset with myself Mm -hmm. that I couldn't manage something as simple as writing a blog and babysitting three kids. No, it's not realistic. (laughs) So the juggle in and of itself is a talent. (laughs) So don't take away from us. Don't sit here and tell me that that what the, what I'm doing is not a real job. I took it, it it shot me straight through my heart that someone could sit there and pass judgment like that on Instagram. Someone that I know and someone that, no, I mean, knows me. So she knows that I'm a working mother and I take personal offense to it. And I think that people really need to be careful the things that they put on social media for people to see. Other working mothers... Do you feel less than? Do you feel less than? Or that you do a less than job than a stay-at-home mom? Exactly. I would love to hear from both sides. In fact, Ashley, I think the word was nurturing. Nurturing. Guess what? I come from a stay at I mean, I come from a working mother who nurtured the shit out of me and still does to this day. So don't tell me that just because she went to work that I wasn't completely and 100% nurtured by her because I was probably overly nurtured. We're two products of that, exactly that. Exactly. And I take offense to what you said. Wow. Wow. So. Sis, I don't, I don't. Where do you even go from I don't know. (laughs) I don't know where to go either because it's been weighing on my heart all day. I'm not speaking down on stay-at-home mothers. Nope. But don't speak down on working mothers either because we work hard as And we still nurture our kids. And I'm not just speaking for myself. I'm speaking for working women everywhere that have kids. We do it and we do it day in and day out. And we find a way to prioritize our children, but still excel at our careers. So there's something to be said for a woman that can figure that out. And there's... (laughs) A lot more than something that I said. There's flowers to be given and applause to be had and trophies to be Please handed out. Please don't tell me that I'm not doing a real job. Yeah. Don't tell me I'm not nurturing my kids. I chose this life and I'm not complaining because what I plan to do is be an example to my kids about how you can do it all because that's what my mom did. She worked, but I was still very well taken care of, very well loved, and I plan on passing that down to my girls as well who will be mothers eventually. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I was going to give you an update on my week, but I feel like I'll just hold it. Oh, lighten the mood music here, Gary. Lighten the mood music here, heard anything about this Monique comedian Mo 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 Monique I'm talking about how women need to stop wearing bonnets and stuff to the airport okay I saw something but I didn't tap in so what's going on okay I'm gonna play the Monique clip for us I'm not saying it in judgment and I want to make sure I'm saying it from a place of love y'all some of y'all have given me the title of auntie 
And I'm honored that y'all do that, right? But there are times where auntie got to talk to her babies and say some real shit. So yesterday, I was in the airport in Atlanta because I'm in Jackson, Mississippi now at Chuckles Comedy Club, right? And we got three shows tonight. We got a matinee at 530. Then we got... Big plug. Big plug. And I'm excited. I always love going to the stage. So when we got to the airport yesterday, I was excited. Like, all right, baby, let's go get him in Jackson, Mississippi. And as we began to walk through the airport, I saw so many, actually too many to count and too many for me to tap. But I saw so many of our young sisters in head bonnets, scarves, slippers, pajamas, blankets wrapped around them. And this is how they're showing up to the airport. And it, I've been seeing it, not just at the airport. I've been seeing it at the store, at the mall. I've been seeing sisters showing up with these bonnets and headscarves and these slippers. And the question that I'm having to you, my sweet babies, when did we lose pride in representing ourselves? When did we step away of let me make sure I'm presentable when I leave my home? Let me make sure I'm representing the family I created so that if I'm out in the street, I look like I have pride in myself. And I'm not saying no full face of makeup. I'm not saying no full front lace frontal. I'm not saying none of that. All I'm saying is, could you please comb your hair? And if you don't want to comb your hair, they got enough shit out here now, baby, where you can style yourself up and look like you have pride. I'm not saying you don't have pride, but the representation that you're showing, someone would have to ask you to know that you had it. So my sweet babies, for the ones that do call me auntie, I love you for real. Even the ones that don't, I love y'all ass. So, as someone who will wrap my hair or curl my hair, mm-hmm. but hide it, mm-hmm. I felt her sentiment. Okay. I keep my scarf in my bag, and then when I get on the plane, I put my scarf on. Oh, like not in the airport. No, I'm not walking through, because let me tell you something. I might be able to catch something in the airport. Yeah, that's a good place okay, to meet a man. That's a good Ash. place to catch something. So I didn't totally disagree with her. Okay. I didn't feel like... It was that bad. I felt like she was coming from a good place. She was. She was definitely coming from a good place. Anyone who took offense to that felt like I felt when I read that thing Correct. on Instagram. Correct. It was like a trigger. trigger. It triggered that. Yeah. Because otherwise, because when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Because I don't. You don't wear bonnets in the airport. Mm-mm. I might wear sweatpants and slippers, though. But like, also. We're traveling. Yeah. Exactly. So have- some of it was like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I felt that way. Until today, I was at the airport. With a bonnet on. No, I was not. <laughs> Look at my head. You see these fresh braids? I wish I could have scarfed it up so that it would stay. Yeah. And I'm waiting to board my flight, and I hear an announcement. <laughs> what? Someone left their bonnet? Ladies and gentlemen, with the passenger who just arrived in from flight 784 from Atlanta, who left a scarf and curlers on the plane, please come meet us at the front desk. Not from Atlanta and the scarf and curlers. 
And I about started fell dying. on the floor. I looked around at me to see if anybody else was like of yeah. cultural relevance yeah. to understand. And were they laughing? Nobody, not Nobody. a soul. But I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to tell Ashley when I land. That's funny. That because somebody from like, Atlanta left yeah. her scarf and curlers on the plane. Because not she listening. was probably landing and she let, she had a little piece or something. She had to take it out. And she started getting ready. And she started getting ready and forgot. Now she's about to be mad when she... Tonight. W- tonight when she need that scarf and curlers back. Should have thought about it. But we got another listener question. And now we feel like we can answer it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, read it. Okay, this is pretty intense though. I'm not going to lie. Uh-oh. Let me get comfortable. Hang on. Yeah, get comfortable. <sighs> All right. Okay, so this comes from Bree. Okay, Bree. Bree says, hi, I am hoping you could give me some advice on a relationship. Okay. I am in a relationship with a man 12 years older than me. He has a nine-year-old daughter. He was never married, but his ex is still very prevalent in his life. Mm -hmm. Today, she sent him photos of herself in lingerie. I know he still loves her. It's inevitable when you share a child. I don't know how I am feeling. I know he also cares about me, and that's why I am his girlfriend, but I can't help but feel nervous that his ex wants him back and she has power over him. How do I share my concerns and explain the importance of boundaries? How do I create a positive mindset for myself? He is a great guy, but I have never been in a situation like this. I'm reaching out because I want advice from some someone unbiased and understanding. Thank you. I'm going to leave that open. It's a lot to unpack. If you felt triggered by the comment earlier, <laughs> this I feel you. triggered as fuck by yeah. this message. Mm-hmm. I was in a very similar situation. When, when him and I started dating, yeah. I knew and it was made very clear to me that she would be present and around. She, in fact, called his mother mom, hmm. ma, mm-hmm. right? And the way that I was told, the family also explained to her that I was his girlfriend and the choice of who he decided he wanted to be with mm-hmm. and that we were to respect each other. Okay. And I think that we did that for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, early on in our relationship, his mother had a group chat with all of her kids and his baby mother was in it additionally. Mm-hmm. That shit irked the out of me. Right. Because now every day, whether he wanted to or not, right. he's talking to his baby mother. Mm-hmm. And while he wasn't super active or participated in the chat or whatever, but it's like every day she has to be present. Yeah. And I had a conversation with him mm-hmm. and then his mother to let them both know that I wasn't comfortable with that. Right. And his mother gave me the respect and either took her out or started a new group chat. I'm not really sure how it happened, yeah. but she did. And we had a beautiful conversation That's about awesome. it. awesome. Right? Mm-hmm. But it, it had to happen. Now, the conversation didn't do anything. <laughs> because years later, yeah, it still ended up that he ended up back with his baby mother and all of that other shit. Yeah. But it, it did for me and my own comfort. Yeah. I actually had to establish those boundaries. So when she asked, what's her question about boundaries? Her question was, how do I share my concerns and explain the importance of boundaries? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I think you come right out and say it, sis. Yeah. And as a woman, for me, I was very lucky that his mother, as a woman, understood my positioning as his woman. Yeah. And I just feel like it's important to be a shoot a straight shooter. Yeah. You have to have honest conversations with your family. Yeah. If there's any place that you can be real and and say how you really feel, it should be with your family. And you have to fear not losing him. If your boundaries end up meaning that you lose him, then it wasn't supposed to be. Correct. And I don't think that by saying that, like, this type of communication between you and your baby mom makes me uncomfortable and this is crossing a line for me. If he doesn't respect that, then there's an obvious issue. But deeper than that is that she don't, she's not mad at them communicating. No. She's upset at this bitch sending him naked, naked photos. photos. And sis, again, I don't want to drop all this negative energy on you, but I remember months before my split. Yeah. When his baby mother sent him a message in gibberish that said, I still lo- I love you so much still. So while she knew he was in a relationship, she was sending him messages talking about loving him. Disrespecting the woman and the girlfriend that she knew he had. Mm -hmm. So, sis, if a girl is comfortable enough to send your man naked photos, please believe she will stop at no end to get that man back. Yeah. Take it from me. Particularly if she's sending him naked sexy photos. This should be no tiptoeing around this boundary. There should be no tiptoeing around your conversation. If it wasn't his baby mother and it was a stranger he met at a bar, it's the same conversation you should have with him. Disrespect is disrespect. Yeah. So how to set the boundaries? Just do do it. it. (laughs) Just do it. And don't fear rejection. Don't fear him leaving. Don't fear losing him. Because if you do behind you being honest and truthful with how you feel, it's not the person for you. She said what she said. I don't have a lot to add to this. As far as the how do I create a positive mindset for myself portion of your question, I don't know how you could until you clear the air. Yeah. The rest of it is tricking yourself. And it's not healthy. I think the best way to keep a positive mindset is to speak about it and and communicate because you're not going to be able to remain positive if you hold on to it because then it becomes a you problem when it's really not. Yeah. So... Sis, I don't know that we have the answers. We just have examples in the lives that we lived. Yeah. And so I hope that's helpful. And if it's not, at least write us back and tell us it was bullshit, okay? Yeah. Just we tell take, us it was we trash. take all feedback. All feedback. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, good luck, sis. Let me tell yeah. you something. Have that conversation. And I have faith that that's the man for you. He will understand and draw those boundaries and lines. 100%. What time is it? It's question time. What time is it? It's question time. Do, 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 do. Okay, we can't keep using that one. You got another one? I like it. No. Okay, whatever. It's question time. It's question time, guys. And I'm going to start. Let's go. Oh, God. Ashley. Yes? What sex act are you best at? Oh, this is a great question. Uh Well, Mm -hmm. what am I good at? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I'm really good at giving head when I want to. Yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs) And do you think that your partner would say that's your best sex act too? Because I feel like sometimes men and women, like what you think your best, like, I don't like this. And then they love it. Hmm. Or you think he would probably agree. 
I mean, like, what other sex? I mean, there's either oral sex or regular sex. Yeah, but like, maybe you're great at doggy and throwing it back. Oh, maybe no, like I'm you could kill a that. 69. Maybe you no, could, I hate you know. 69. Yeah. So you're sticking with head. I'm sticking with head. Well, now I have a question that you have to answer. Okay. With truth. Okay. I've answered this question previously on the podcast, but okay, you we, have not. Are we running out of questions? <laughs> yeah. It's not even the end of the first season. I know. We're gonna, that's going to be part of our research. Have you ever gotten in a physical altercation <laughs> with someone? Where should we start? I know. Um, no, no, no. I haven't gotten in that many fights, but I've gotten... How many fights? Probably like three, maybe oh. four, if you count the one in second grade with Whitney. That doesn't count. Okay, so like three. Do you want the stories or do you want a story? Just like the biggest, baddest one. Okay. <laughs> wow, this is a juicy one. This is a good question, actually. Okay. So I was dating this football player in New York in what, 20, let's call it 2011. Okay. This particular team had just made it to the playoffs mm -hmm. and beat a rival. Okay. Let's say let's say it was the Giants and our rivals, the Cowboys or something like that. Big you know what game, I mean? like, big win. Big game, big win, out the first week, go into the next week. Right. So on this big night out, we go out. I hit my homegirl. <laughs> You know what? We're not friends anymore, but I really hope she understands how much I value her this night. Even as not her friend, I will never take away the credit for how she showed up for me as a friend this night. Okay. We go into the club and we're partying. And mm -hmm. this, as any boy would at about 2.30 in the morning, decides to take his shirt off. Of course. Of course. super boy move. Typical boy behavior, right? So he takes his jersey off and he gives it to me. So I throw it over my shoulder. Well, about 10, 15 minutes later, my homegirl turns to me and she's like, yo, has the waitress offered you a drink? And I'm realizing like, oh shit, no. He been handing me champagne, but like from his shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, from like his bottle, bottle, like here, babe, here, babe. So I'm like, oh shit, no. She's like, yo, she won't look or talk to me or you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Damn, so now, now I'm privy. Mm -hmm. So now I watch her walk over like two or three different times and not say shit. Mm -mm. So I tap him. I'm like, babe, why won't the waitress serve us? Because I f***ed her last night. And he's like, what are you talking about? Yo, yo, he taps on his homeboy. He's like, yo, get them whatever they want. And he grabs the menu to like hand us the menu. Like he going to go above and beyond. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like. She not serving you a drink? I'll make her get you a bottle. Mm, that's a lot. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's also going to piss her off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, now she's mad. So now. whatever. She goes. She comes back with more bottles, puts them in. I think she might have poured us one drink. Well, the night's coming to an end. And now he's wasted. So who has to close out the tab and everything? You. Right. Who controls the purse strings now, you bitch? You ain't getting no tip, ho. Hello? <laughs> so, sis, I might have asked for the check at like 3.45. By 4.15, we still don't have a check. And the club at this point is starting to empty out. I go to the kitchen to ask for the card. I happen to know the owner of the club. So I know if he sees me at the kitchen, he's going to be like, what's up? Mm -hmm. So I walk to the kitchen and I tell him what's up. And he's like, oh, no, no, we'll find his card. Don't worry. We look for it. 
So he starts talking to the waitress. Can't find the card. Lies. All of a sudden, the card pops up and she brings it to the table, fully changed out of her work clothes. Everybody else in the club gone. We're the last table to leave. And now the card is magically found and we can go now that she's ready to go. He wasn't getting mad during this time. He's he's so f***ed up and everybody around him is just drinking more. They want to drink till the bottles are empty despite the lights being on. Okay. So he hands the card back. He's like, all right, yo, everybody's going to my house. Mm -mm. I look around. There might be like 12 to 15 people at the table still. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, what you mean? Everybody's going to your house. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't trip. I got two SUVs in front. I'm like, okay. So I walk out like he's f***ed up, but also he had a hell of a game and like mm-hmm. whatever. We get in the car like so. Oh, His homeboy's going to drive because this guy's f***ed up. My homegirl is going to sit in the back seat right behind him. So she's driver's side back seat. Mm-hmm. The dude I'm talking to is in the front passenger seat and I'm in the back passenger. So we get in the car, turn the car on. His friend's about to put the car in reverse, and all of a sudden, there's a knock at the window. Mm-mm. Bitch, get out of here. Go. His homeboy gonna roll down the window. Bitch. You better not. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> she goes, Where are y'all going? What are y'all doing? And the dude I'm talking to from the passenger side. Yells across to her, we going to my house, just get in the SUVs. Mm-mm. Well, Shorty didn't want to get in the SUV. She lifted her head into the window and looked to the back seat and see me and my homegirl. She comes to the back door and she opens it. I want to ride with you. No, bitch. When I tell you... That my homegirl, before she could get the full sentence out, mushed her. Nope. Grabbed her from the back of her head. You know, yeah. That's a hair. Oh, I like Let that. me collect that. Yeah. Let, Let me, me collect that. All that. And Bang. banged her head down. Of course. Bitch, you've been trying all night. Because my, my homegirl been mad since she wouldn't give yeah. her a drink. Yeah. So my homegirl then snatched her up because this bitch is disrespecting me, yeah. quite honestly. Yeah. And the girl starts swinging. But when the bitch, so she got her head down, she's swinging. But now I got to get out and fight the bitch because yeah. this is not my homegirl's fight. No. She fighting yeah. because this bitch keep trying me. Yeah. Now I could ignore her, but my homegirl can't. Couldn't. So now it's on. So now I got to get out the car. I walk around the back of the car and... I grab her feet. So like my homegirl had her hair. Mm-hmm. I grab her feet. But as I go to grab her feet, she flips to her back. Yeah. So she flips her body over and starts swinging her feet. I had her feet in my arms like this. She kicked her foot and her heel hits me right in my eye and slices my shit. Anybody that's ever been in a fight knows that truer things have never been said. The moment you feel... Or taste blood. Blood is a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Now I'm really angry. You like kick into like instinct survival mode. I don't know what the you do. Yeah. But you do. So her and I start tussling. 
Because once she kicked me, it was superhuman strength. It was, mm-hmm. and so now she's on the ground, I'm on the ground. We're fighting all the way around the car to the back of the car. I forgot to mention it's January because I said NFL playoffs, right? Not only is it cold, bitch, it's icy and snowy. And her and I are rolling around in some ice over some f- boy who got me and my homegirl in the back seat and trying to put her in an SUV back to the same house. Yeah. Sis. What happened? How that fight lasted for so long. How long? And two grown ass men were sitting in the front seat Sit. of the car. They never got out. Girl, after like three minutes, and you know three minutes of f-ing fighting is different yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, yo, come on. What's going on? What's happening? Because by this point, her homegirl then ran over. My homegirl fighting her homegirl. It's like four of us. We are... We scrapping out on the yeah. ice in January and these two silly <laughs> sitting in the front seat. That's crazy. So finally, you know, whatever, the fight breaks up. The dude my, the dude that I was talking to, his homeboy, separates us both. They were like, yo, get in the car, get in the car. Huh? Who? Are you out of your f-ing mind? Me and my homegirl, I, when I tell you, we walked to the bloody face and all. I got blood going down my eye, into my mouth. Walk to the corner, put ourselves in a yellow cab back to my house. Needless to say, I, obviously, I cut the dude off after that. And yeah. Years, years later, he came back with like all of the apologies in the world. Huh? And, oh, years? Yeah. Years. Like not the next day? Mm-mm. Like how long? Oh, no. I'm sure he tried to come back at some point, but yeah. I had nothing. No, for, you were nah, done. I had nothing. Don't, I got don't my have whole me. face sliced. In January, days before my birthday, that was a physical altercation that I got into. That was serious. That's a serious altercation. Yeah, but it was, well, it's a good story. It is a great story. And that's now why I have the Dear Young Queen meme. You can fight over a parking spot. You can even fight over the last chicken wing. But what the f*** you're not going to do is fight over a man. Never. Not never, ever, ever. My last question for you. Mm-hmm. Ashley North. Let's see. I could imagine that your speeding road rage ass yeah. often gets pulled over. Mm. Have you ever flirted with a cop or tried to bribe your way out of a ticket? Interesting. So I think that... There was probably some point because you, as a woman, you get told, oh, well, if you're really nice or, you know, whatever, you can probably get out of the ticket. At some point, I'm you quite sure. You show your sh- boobies or something. Yeah. I have none. I, so. I have, I didn't have any when I was younger either. So <laughs> at some point, I'm quite sure that I tried it and it didn't work okay. because the <laughs> level of rage that I get now when I get pulled over and the level of rudeness that I give, it's like a, it's, that's her white side. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's something happened where I must have tried to be nice and he like was a dick. So now every time I get pulled over, I'd be like, okay, just give me my ticket. Like what? Mm-hmm. Okay. Really? Yeah, I got somewhere to go. Okay, sure, I did it. Give it to me. Bye. Roll up my window like I'm not f***ing with you. Just give me my ticket and let me get like, the Like, I got money. I don't give a f- well, and not even I got money, but like, I don't want to sit here and f- with you and play your little game. Like, mm. do you know how fast you were going? Like, do no, you, you know? do. I'm not doing this with you. Okay. Yeah. Give me my ticket. Damn. All right. Well, that's my story. My sweet talk as much as I can. 
I'm not. It must have worked for you at some point. All right. Last question. Last question goes to you, Ashley W. That's me. That's me. That's me. Me, 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 me. You put out a blog this week. I did. I did. I put it too. Okay. Yeah. Well, one of them was about ghosting. Oh, it's a throwback. It's a good one, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. Okay. And my question for you is how many times have you been ghosted? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is crazy that I got a cap like this. Yep. The question is like, I feel like all ghosters in my life I've ever been ghosted by have popped back up. It's like the ghost of ghost past. Mm, they ghost and then they come back. It's like an episode of Ghosted on MTV. Yeah. Have you seen that? I love it. Is it good? Yeah. I've been dying to see it. I feel like we should be the hosts. Uh, all right. Like I said, we need an agent. Let's work on yeah. that. I've probably been ghosted. I mean, I had one major ghosting. Okay. That that made ghosting for me so hard. Okay. Um, And I tried to explain that to men. Yeah. That like, please. Please. If you are not interested this way, just let me know because it is quite traumatic for me. Yeah. When people just disappear. Right. Because the last time someone just disappeared, he proposed to someone else in 10 days. Yeah. So like, it's a little yeah. hard for me. Exactly. But I will say that there's still some don't really give a and disappear anyway. So I don't know. Probably been ghosted about three times. Okay. But I don't know if I count them as ghosts because at least in under six months, no, at least six months or so, They've all popped back up. These won't die. <laughs> they just won't. They won't die. die. They just keep you disappearing. You no ghost. Where you come from? Hello? Anyway, so yeah, it's been a couple times, but we'll get in. I feel like we should get into ghosting on another episode. Should we make that a topic? I love ghosting. I'm I'm a huge fan of it myself. Before me and Deshaun were together, yeah. oh, I would ghost left and right you what would? you mean i'm a ghoster you just disappear yeah i just will stop talking to you if i'm off you i'm i'm so not gonna really, give you a conversation just, it's not just friends it's really in your it's in my dna i am i am extremely non-confrontational so if i can avoid a confrontation i'm going to ladies and gentlemen if this podcast ever ends with just like nothing like we just stop coming back i'm here to let you know that ashley ghosted me like, I just want to be very clear that, like... That's funny. It might have been what happened. It yeah. just might have been what I'm happened. I'm a ghoster. And that's why I feel like we would be the perfect hosts of Ghosted on MTV. Yeah, for sure. MTV. Holler at us. Holler at us. <laughs> Ash, I'm yeah. sleepy. That Hennessy, I know. you don't drink enough, it'll put you down. Yeah, I definitely didn't drink enough. I don't even feel it. Really? Maybe an alcoholic. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, fine. And this was another episode of Ask Ashley. Doop. Bye. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ask Ashley Podcast. And if you want to connect with us, you can find our website at www.askashleypodcast.com. If you're looking to connect with us personally, you can find me, Ashley W., at Dear Young Queen. And you can find Ashley N. at Ashley North Style. <laughs>